0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a AM member FDSE.
1: Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the Sports for Dummies podcast. My name is Hope Ellen. No Lewis today. No Lewis. University works. But I have got someone very special who's joining me on this episode. Now, she is the eighth in the world for the Functional Fitness 2022. The world bench press champion, CrossFit to semi finalist twenty twenty two, six CrossFit master in the world twenty twenty two, and a coach. It's the incredible Ruta, the Did I say it right? I said it wrong. <laughs>
0: no, it, it was wrong. Lundraitener, right but it's you
1: know, fine. We practiced before. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, thank you so much for your time. I know you're a very busy lady. You've got so many plates that are spinning. Um, and we've been trying to arrange this for quite some time, haven't we? Uh,
0: yes, definitely. For, probably for a couple of months, we were kind of <laughs> trying to arrange it.
1: Life always gets in the way, but I'm pleased that we're here. Um, and actually, you've just come back from something very exciting, haven't you? You've been at the Masters World Functional Fitness Championship. Tell me all about that.
0: Uh, that's right. So the the championships were in Aruba, um, obviously for all different age uh, groups. And uh, it was the competition was for three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, every day it was two different workouts that we needed to do. Um, and yeah, so, <laughs> and I came uh, finished uh, eighth. Brilliant. Yes.
1: What's it like going to all these different countries and competing i bet you meet so many people
0: yeah it's it's amazing to meet different people from all over the world and i know actually met and i know uh, a lot of them from different countries so it's nice when you meet again them you go to next year to the competition and you meet again and it kind of we are friends they understand you and everything it's really really uh, and probably a little bit different than then we were, well, actually I started when I was only 34 years old, but it's different with younger ones and older ones. Probably older ones are not as stressed as younger ones. What so is that? it's a lot calmer, a lot nicer. I don't know, maybe probably more experienced people, not not taking as much into, well, yeah, whatever will happen, obviously everybody wants to win, but... Whatever happens, you support each other and uh, it doesn't matter. So everybody more relaxed.
1: I imagine as well that maybe in your personal life, friends and family who don't do what you do, don't necessarily understand it. Whereas these people who are competing, it's kind of like a, a community. You all know what it's like, the sacrifices, the training.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Um and initially, when, when I started, even my husband wasn't kind of supporting me. It, it was like, "Oh, you're spending so so much time. You are not at home. You are somewhere else. You are doing your training." And uh, yeah, and other people, well, well, you are old enough. Like again, it's that age. People think, "Okay, you you are not like twenty years old. So what were you expecting?" And you know, why 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 you are spending all that time? Basically, that's how pe- people are thinking.
1: So, how did you win your husband over?
0: I think he just didn't have a choice because <laughs> I, I said I, I like it, and I still must kept going to my my training sessions. So, yes, just got used to it, and now obviously he supports me.
1: That could have stopped a lot of people, actually, couldn't it? If they thought that it yeah. was, if they thought, oh, I'm doing this, I like it, but my family is suffering, or mm. that they feel like they're suffering, that could have made someone say, oh, no, no, I'm not doing it. So good on you for sticking out.
0: Ah thank you. I I think it made me feel well. Training makes me feel very very happy. I feel more relaxed after it and uh, it was my probably escape from everything in a way so that's why I, no way I was going to give up. So
1: Let's go back to the beginning of kind of your life and we'll go to your childhood because looking on your website you've described yourself as someone who was quite shy and found it difficult to communicate why was that?
0: I don't know I it it was from early age from when I was little I always used to hide behind my mom I was so um no confident whatsoever I was I don't know it's just That's the way I was. And uh, I grew up and still as an adult, I wasn't very kind of confident person as well until I started lifting weights. That's when I changed and kind of got my confidence, uh, got happy the way I look and how people looking at me and everything. So I think that's when everything changed.
1: It's like you found your superpower.
0: Well, yeah, pretty much, yeah.
1: So were you a sporty child at all?
0: Well, no, I didn't do anything in sports, but I was very strong all my life and very athletic, let's say. At school, I always was the first in my class in PE. I I always kind of was doing and I was successful in in PE, whatever I was doing. But uh, the only thing as a child, I did um, gymnastics for half a year, and that's about it. Then I was six years old, and that's it. And nothing nothing else, didn't do any other sports other than PE at school.
1: And I suppose if you were struggling with your confidence, you wouldn't necessarily want to put yourself out there.
0: Well, correct, yeah.
1: Yeah. So you mentioned about being 34 when you discovered CrossFit and you've mentioned how that's quite a, a mature age to go into it and start something new. So when did the fitness journey begin? Talk to me about that. Why? What made you at 34 think, I'm going to do that?
0: Well, it, that even wasn't a CrossFit that I started. Uh, okay. Then I had my second son. Uh, and uh, after that I decided that I want to do something obviously I wasn't happy after you know I gave birth I wasn't happy the way I looked how my body looked and it always was a a battle in in the life uh, to lose weight to look slimmer to look better and I think after that I started looking what I could do where I could go because mm, normal commercial gyms I never enjoyed I, I used to go for a month and I would quit. It was just too boring for me. Never, never enjoyed. So never lasted in them. Uh, running wasn't something I liked as well. So started looking what I could do. And I found outdoors military bootna- boot camps. Hmm. So that's my first bit that I started doing going to those uh, it was two, three times a week. And I probably did for a year, and then I got bored again. I wasn't getting out anything of it, and I started looking for something else again. And that's how I, I think I, I saw one of the girls who used to go to those boot camps um, Instagram or, or on Facebook that she was doing jumping on boxes and lifting some weights. And that's how I found out about CrossFit. And I thought, you know what, I would love to try that. It's something different. That I probably would enjoy. And then uh, I approached her and asked where she's doing that. So she told where she was doing and that's how I joined. And that's how my, well, basically how I started in CrossFit.
1: Amazing, the power of social media, hey?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, that's (laughs) true.
1: I want to touch on this bit you mentioned about being kind of concerned about your body image. Um, Mm. I know you mentioned after having children, but you also said uh, throughout your whole life, you've kind of not been happy with how you've looked. You've struggled with confidence Do you think, where does that come from? Is it because society kind of hammering this kind of female, you need to look like this, you should do this thing that's kind of shifting nowadays or Um, or something else?
0: No, I think it it is society, but also, well, probably it is mainly society that you should look in a certain way, that you should be slim, that you, you know, you're a woman, you can't be big and so on. So... Uh, all my life I was trying to be slim and and look good and lose weight and then kind of was putting myself into those brackets that I have to be under certain weight Uh, so always what kind of even under eating not eating enough very often just just to lose that weight even I used to not have energy at all because i wasn't eating enough but i still would oh no i need i need to lose weight i need to be slimmer i need so so yeah so always been a battle and then obviously i didn't know anything about nutrition or or training so it was just mainly food okay let's eat less and i will be you know look better
1: it's sad isn't it yeah and there's a photograph that you posted um, comparing yourself at the start of your journey about 10 years ago compared to now. Yeah. And the difference, obviously, is that the physicalness, you can see your body looks more muscular now. It looks much fitter and healthier. But your face, you look so much happier. You look more confident. You're standing with your your shoulders back. You're looking kind of like reborn almost to this new confident version of yourself. And your face is glowing now compared to then. So you must feel if you look back at that old version, you must feel sorry for that person almost, because you're just like, oh no, you're doing it all wrong. Bless your heart, <laughs> sort of thing.
0: <laughs> well, that's right, and and you're absolutely right. I posted that picture and I looked myself. Oh my god, in that first picture, I'm so so shy, standing yeah. there, all all kind of curled in, and then in the second, I'm 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 happy, I'm confident, and as you say, shining. And yeah, it. And all that was down to lifting weights. Basically, when I started lifting weights, that changed the way I think about myself.
1: Let's talk about the misconceptions of a female doing this Mm -hmm. sport, because, I mean, I don't know anything about it. But lifting weights, I know that women sometimes have to be careful lifting heavy things because of all of our bits and bobs inside our ovaries and all that stuff. Are there mis- common misconceptions that you have faced that you can actually say, no, that's not actually true? If you do it this way, it doesn't do anything.
0: Well, I think that the main one is that uh, as a lot of women think that as soon as you will start lifting weights, obviously you will become very big. <laughs> you won't because for for women it's so difficult to grow muscle. It's it it doesn't grow like for men. So it takes time. It takes years until you grow that muscle, and you have to eat properly. It it all. It's not only lifting weights. So yeah, uh, unless obviously you are taking some you know drugs. Um, mm-hmm gear using then yeah those you know in bodybuilding a lot of majority of the people are using drugs and then women become very big and you know muscular so but that's totally different
1: why is that Um, in terms of female men is it just a biological makeup
0: yeah it's uh, the difference because um well women are just different uh, don't have um what it's called now um I can't remember how to explain, but it, yeah, basically, it's just the differences in in um, in women and men bodies. So we can't grow muscles so quickly. Well, basically, we have less testosterone. So that's one of the main things.
1: Talk to me about kind of other things that you do, because also oh, <clears throat> it's not just the, the lifting of weights. I've seen videos of you walking around doing handstands
0: yeah but, I... but that's that's part of the the crossfit isn't it uh, crossfit is so varied and there are so many movements uh, i mean it's not only lifting weights it's uh, gymnastics it's running it's uh, all work on on different um, machines like bikes uh, rowing uh, ski eggs, and so on and yeah and part of Part of it, it's handstand walks we have to do. So, yeah, that's why it's crazy when I think I never thought that being like 40 years old as I am, I, I will be walking on my hands.
1: <laughs> and also, that explains why you don't get bored of this one because you've tried the other, you've tried the gym, you've tried the, the boot camps, you got bored, but this one you're not going to because it's so varied.
0: Exactly. And it's so, so many movements that you need to to learn uh, it's not that you suddenly okay i went in and i can do it. it it takes so much time so you keep keep learning with all different movements and that's why you never get
1: bored talk to me about your training regime because you've mentioned that you've got a husband you've got two sons as well how do you manage everything
0: I think now it's a lot easier because my, my sons are quite old. One is um, away at university at 21 years, 21 years old. Uh, the other one is 15 years old. So it, it doesn't require so much time as it used to. Uh, and I train five times a week for three hours, around three hours.
1: Hmm. So
0: yeah, in total, like 15 hours per week.
1: And what do the boys make of you doing this and competing?
0: um in a way i kind of want them to to do some sort of sports whatever they want but because i want them to do especially younger one uh don't like me forcing him kind of he is like a rebel at, at the moment whatever i tell him to do he doesn't want to do but still i otherwise he would just sit on on the computer all day long so i told him you do some sport or you won't have a computer. So he goes to CrossFit twice a week as well. So he does CrossFit. Even he does say that he doesn't want to do. He still enjoys. He always finishes the session and he feels very happy.
1: Yeah. Well, it releases those endorphins, doesn't it? And you never have That's a workout right. that you regret. Uh, no.
0: No. Well, I mean, sometimes there are workouts that are very hard and yes. it kind of pushes you. <laughs> to the limit but other than that yeah you you feel happy
1: after and have you ever moved to gyms have you ever found that maybe a gym that you were at doing the the crossfit wasn't so good for you and you've if you've moved to another one or have you always stayed at the same
0: no i've been to a few um gyms but it wasn't because the gyms were not good it was because But one of the gyms I used to train all the time on my own. I I mean, other people were around, but I had to do my own program. And it becomes very difficult to push yourself, to be on your own all the time. So I found people who are doing uh, the same program with me. So we are doing training together. So it's a lot easier than on your own all the time. So that's why I moved to different gym.
1: I was going to ask you later on in the interview, but it's now a good time, really, um, about the kind of mental side of it, because you've got to have that resilience. And I imagine sometimes, like we all do when we're doing something, you might have a little voice come in saying, oh, give up, just stop. You can't do any more of this. So you have to kind of force your way through that. Do you find that being with other people is the main contributor to helping you keep going or is there something else?
0: no i think my main well now obviously being with other people it helps but the main contributor for me is at the, well earlier than i started at the beginning obviously of the crossfit it was different to what it is now now it is that i don't want to lose all the gains i've already have Mm. that's the scariest thing in my life now that oh my god if i stop if i won't train i will lose everything i have worked so hard for so many years so that's what keeps me going obviously the competitions as well because after being for so many years i want to i still want to compete and i know if i don't put work in i won't be able to achieve anything so preparing for the competition obviously helps as well at the beginning, yeah, at the beginning, sorry, yeah, at, at the beginning, sorry uh, of of the CrossFit, I think it was just pushing myself and and my body and see what I can achieve more than anything at the beginning of my journey.
1: You mentioned earlier on about kind of uh, being obsessive almost about how how you looked in terms of your body and not being happy and mm-hmm. not eating properly and all of those things. Do you think it's now an obsession too? but in a more positive way, because you mentioned how kind of it scares you, the idea that if you stop, everything's going to be lost. Would you describe that as being a bit obsessed as well? Probably, yes, yeah. But, uh, I mean,
0: unless I decide that I don't want to compete, then probably it wouldn't be that scary if I lose a little bit. But still, the the thought that all that work, all those hours... um, if I stop, I would lose. I would lose everything and I would have to start again putting all all that. I don't want, I feel, I feel happy. I feel happy the way I look. I feel happy in what I do and uh, what it gives to me. So I just don't want to stop. <laughs> and well, obviously, there are, there are moments when it's very, very difficult. Uh, you are tired or whatever the reason. Sometimes it is difficult to push, but you just have to, to listen to your body sometimes you have to stop or, or miss a, a gym just because you are too tired
1: yeah it's, it's really important to listen to your body no matter, no matter what you do in life mm-hmm. I mean sometimes if you're feeding yourself rubbish food your body's almost screaming out for some broccoli isn't it if you listen to yeah. it carefully and food is a big part of of your life, isn't it? You post oh, yeah. your your wonderful breakfast that you make. The There was a, a salmon omelette that I saw on your page that's now given me a real big craving for a salmon omelette. <laughs> right. um, talk to me about kind of your relationship with food and what, what you've learned.
0: Right, so at the beginning when I started CrossFit, I thought, okay, so I can eat now. I am training a lot. I can eat whatever. I will look good because I train a lot. And I was so wrong because again, I was under eating. Then I started, um, I got a coach who coached me through nutrition initially. So, what, how much I needed to eat and what to eat, but to fuel my body properly for the sessions. Uh, and I was massively under eating because I, obviously, in the sessions, I normally burn like a thousand calories as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, So it's a lot. So on top of that, I need to eat more than than normal in a normal day on a normal people without gym. Uh, Around a day, you have to eat two thousand calories. But if I burn a a a, a thousand, so it's anyway. When I calculated, I needed to eat three thousand calories just to maintain my you know strength and everything. And that again had my. uh, his own its own challenges because it was so many calories that i struggled to eat initially so i had to find a way how how to eat so many calories and um it, well found a way uh, started eating 3000 calories and my body changed even i was eating a lot more than before my body became leaner mm. but because i was eating good proper food and was getting a lot of protein and everything it became leaner which and so it's strange isn't it when you think oh you're eating a lot more but your body looks better than before
1: and you're thinking oh I've been starving myself for no good reason because I haven't been getting the results that I wanted um talk to me about kind of jumping up to three thousand calories you said that you struggled and you had to find a way Mm -hmm. what was that way did you do it slowly
0: uh, no, I started just uh, experimenting what what foods to eat. Started more taking foods uh, in liquid form because it was easier to consume. Uh, just uh, just kind of trying t- was still getting those three thousand colors from the beginning. Even if it was very hard and initially my sto- I used to to feel very full at the end of the day. And I was eating every two hours, basically every two hours, just to get all that food in. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and eventually I found a way which food suits me, which uh, has more calories that to consume more. Obviously, the good food, not not that I would go, you know, and eat pizza. Obviously, I would get a lot of calories, but that's not 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 the way to do. Um, yes, yeah, just just. By experimenting, by what 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 works the best for me, and you know how to eat, how to to get the best calories. Even my my breakfast use and still is like around eight hundred calories for breakfast.
1: Does your family eat the same food? No, no, no.
0: Why not? I have to prepare. Well, some sometimes we are, but uh, I have to prepare. Uh, for myself because I eat so so much and so often uh, I have to prepare that food for myself. Uh, and obviously we are more relaxed. We don't need to eat the same food and you know as as we are, they like some some sweet or some pizzas or so on and very often they eat, let's say they will buy pizza, I wouldn't eat it or I would have just a little like half a little slice and that's it. Uh, yeah so very often it's different food
1: and let's move on to talking about your own business because that is something that you've thrown yourself into as well and without that confidence that you developed from discovering this Mm -hmm. love the crossfit you may not have ever done so what is what is the business talk to me in your own words about that
0: so basically, how initially I started just working with individuals, uh, so coaching, nutrition, and then giving exercise packages to to those people. But I could only work with so many people, uh, so I decided to start working with companies. So go, so I do a, a couple of things. I go to companies. Do motivational speeches and nutrition speeches. Um, so, whatever they we want to hear about, and the other part I offer to to companies uh, exercise and nutrition packages. So again, like for individuals, but it's for for people in the mm-hmm. companies. So and and it helps uh, all all that helps mental health. Um, reduce you know retainability of those people reduce sicknesses and so on so a lot of benefits to companies
1: you've also um got your own supplements haven't you
0: yeah i've got the protein powder Uh, just just one flavor at the moment coconut flavor and uh, yeah so selling that
1: how difficult is it to start doing that
0: It's not difficult as as long as you have money. (laughs) You can find obviously, um, there are a lot of manufacturers in UK, it's UK is based where I bought from. So found the factory agreed what I want to how I want They designed my label and everything. And uh, yeah, so ordered from them. And that's how I started. Because Mm -hmm. I'm saying it's not easy because well, it is easy and it's not. As long as you have money, you can buy anything, but you have to buy a certain amount of that protein powder. It's not that you can buy one or two. Well, of course, there are companies who sell, you can buy just one or two, but the prices are different.
1: What makes yours different to others on the market? I think it's because it's a, a wee
0: a protein, uh, oh, it's... It's absorbed very quickly uh, and it doesn't have a lot of fat or carbohydrates in, in it. so it's pure protein powder, which can be taken and, and uh, by a lot of people and just to help to get to get that protein intake um, daily because a lot of people are not getting enough protein per day.
1: And I imagine the struggles that you had in jumping up the calories and Mm. switching to drinking some of your meals has probably helped you understand that people struggle to get their intake.
0: Yes, yeah. And uh, I mean, and why protein is important. A lot of people think that protein is needed only for those who are exercising. Even when you're not exercising, if you are not eating proper food, and majority are not, you're not getting enough protein. And what protein does, it, it helps you feel more satired. Uh, so you don't crave other unhealthy food and so on. So it just, uh, if you're not getting from food, so how do you get it? So that helps to get your protein intake uh, just by using protein powder.
1: Something else that you're starting or you have started is your new radio show. Talk to me about uh-huh. that.
0: Yes, yeah, so obviously um, I've got my own show on, the, on Aspen Weight Radio. Uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Initially they invited me for an interview, uh, so I went to them, visited, had that interview and then they offered me to to have my own uh, radio show, and which is very think- exciting.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I bet. There's a brand new thing to to try. Are you nervous or excited?
0: Uh, initially maybe I was a little bit nervous but I'm more more than anything I'm excited because I can share what I know and to teach other people how to do and what to do uh, all what I think about wellness um, in general what you know about nutrition about exercise about supplements about anything about mental health so it's all all in that so I can talk about anything and that that's the topic that excites me, and I'm very passionate about. So, yeah, I'm happy.
1: And when can people tune in if they if they're listening to this and thinking, "Oh, yeah, I want to listen to that."
0: Yeah, it's, so it's every Wednesday at one p.m. on Aspen Wheat Radio, and it's uh, called the School of Wellness, my show. So, good name. <laughs> Thanks.
1: <laughs> okay, and then just to end the interview today, I've got a couple more questions, I know we've we've touched on this throughout the interview, but I kind of want just a a powerful one word answer almost. So how has CrossFit changed your life, Ruta?
0: I think it changed completely. Uh, As I mentioned, obviously, before, it gave me so much confidence. Uh, I love the way I look, the way I feel, the way and what I achieved. Obviously, I never even dreamed that at that age I will go to any competitions, worldwide competitions, and even become a world champion. So I think, yeah, it, it completely changed my life.
1: And finally, what is the best thing about CrossFit?
0: That it's varied and very supportive by people. When you go, you go to classes and everybody is so supportive. So you're never on your own. And uh, yeah, and you're never bored of it. And it obviously teaches you all different movements and flexibility and mobility. So you work on, on a lot of things. Uh, so it's basically a functional fitness, so, which you use every day. Well, some of some of movements are not, but...
1: Uh... Well, Ruta, thank you so much for your time today. Um, and congratulations on all the achievements that you've accomplished this year, because you've been busy. And it, it's really nice to see that all the hard work and the sacrifice that you're putting in is is paying off for you. So, congratulations. All
0: right. Thank you, Hoffman.
1: Have a lovely day. Thank you.
0: Yeah, you too. Thank you.
1: And that concludes this special episode of the Sports for Dummies podcast. Thank you so much for listening and watching, as per usual. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and keep a lookout for new episodes that will be dropping very, very shortly. Thank you for all the support and lots of love.